In a world of EMS podcasters, EMS Office Hours is the only live podcast bringing you the latest topics and opinions in EMS. Turn down your scanner and turn up your speakers as we join Jim Hoffman and Josh Knapp on their latest EMS podcasting journey. All right. Well, um, hello. EMS Office Hours. Of course, I am, as always, Jim Hoffman. And I'm Dave Brenner. And Josh is just popping in. Last minute, Johnny. And I'm Josh Knapp. Ah! There he is. Hey, guys. Last minute, Josh. Never, never to disappoint. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I know what it's going to say on your tombstone. <laughs> you know what? Josh you know if I'm if I'm late to that, I'm okay with that. No, no, no. Here lies the late Josh Knapp. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> One thing he was on. Top I'm of okay it. with that. <laughs> so I wanted to. Um, I know that I've been trying to phase out the EMS Office Hours um, podcast. So in some ways, but you couldn't. This isn't necessarily a, uh, a continuation of the podcast. It's more of a oh really a jump in and let's talk about some EMS stuff without being pressured to have a scheduled show every week. We're getting the band back together. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, there's no, no Ringo. He's not here. Just the three of us. But um, I, I don't know. I, I, I saw, you know, it's, it's like you go on social media, you see lots of things that that you feel you want to have a little bit of a discussion on and talk about it and kind of vent and get your, you know, your your thoughts out and see what other people think, which is always a great, a great thing. So you're basically saying, Jim, what this show has always been about. You want to continue just being about it? Yeah, it's, it's a bitch session. Yeah, okay. All right. We can do that. We have the expertise and the experience. Yeah, I'm very well-versed <laughs> in bitching. You know. Um, so one thing, um, listen, EMS Week just f- zoomed on by. Happy EMS Week, by the way. Joy Flew by. Oh, so exciting! The parades, uh huh. The the the, uh, the accolades I was getting, the endless emails and thank yous for my service that were going oh. on, plus the gifts. I'm on the endless gifts. Well, and I, can can, yeah, can I interject yeah, something here yeah, for a second? Yeah. Let me let me just interrupt you because you know. I remember when I first joined EMS and the the bitching was loud and clear. Nobody pays attention to us. EMS week, who cares? You know, it it was uh, it was like uh, a, it, it was a passing holiday that nobody even heard of. Okay? And then it slowly, you know, they they realized, "Hey, we're paying these poor saps the same amount of money." Asking them to do more work because our call call volume was just increasing. Mm -hmm. And um, 
at that point, they said, okay, well, let's give them a thermos on EMS week. Let's buy them pizza. Okay, let's upgrade from pizza and get a sandwich spread from the cafeteria. And we'll do that. And then we'll give you a flash drive. Right, right. Okay. So our, our EMS week was slowly ramping up, right? I mean, mind you, I, I have only been in it for 20 years, and I may not have that much perspective, but it, it seemed to be slowly ramping up. Then COVID happened, where, you know, it was... Every day was EMS week. Every day was EMS week. And, you know, they worked us like government mules. And, um, but the budget... Oh, the budget's gone, so nobody gets anything. You know, you're, 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 you just get out there and do it where everybody's shorthanded. Can you work another shift? All of that other shit. But they, they suspended all um, training and certificates and uh, recertifications for everybody. Mm-hmm. That was your gift. You didn't have to stress and worry about taking tests and skills exams you know, to restart your, your, your card. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, okay. That, so you're saying that that's in place of a thermos right. or a flash drive? Yeah. Oh, okay. I think, would, I think most people would prefer, prefer Don't forget that. the charger. Oh, yeah. Oh. I have one of those, too. That's amazing. That must be nationwide to do that. You know, it, it says something when you can go through a junk drawer and find a half a dozen gifts they gave you for EMS week. Listen, here's the thing, right? Something that this is something every year and I, I, I try not to go on a, too much of a, a, a rant on it. But every year I see the posts and Facebook and stuff like that. Uh, what did your organization get you? What did, what's going, what are you getting for EMS week? What kind of swag did you get? What's your organization doing for you for EMS week? And the, the answers every year are the same. Nothing's, nothing has changed. And most of the answers are like you said, Josh, right? Oh, here's a pizza, here's this, here's that. And usually that's the, 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 the day shift that gets the, take it and take advantage of that type of stuff because by the time the, the tour three rolls in well they still left. had them they yeah. still had them but they were a good 12 to 15 hours old yeah so, so yeah i don't know like i for, for me i i feel like you know i don't i always feel like ems week is this thing where we're trying to um do something for other people and not ourselves. We're always out there, you know, having, you know, uh, awareness of EMS and awareness of what we do. And we're going to, we're going to train the, you know, have a mass uh, CPR training or whatever. And it's, it's, it's like, well, it was supposed to be EMS week not, we go out and train everybody or we go out and, and try to build awareness for what we do, right? It's supposed to be, well, you're supposed to be, you know, re- recognizing what we do already, not be a, a week-long um, effort of us going out there and trying to, you know, uh, ramp up public support for, you know, for the week, you know? Mm-hmm. I see a lot of that goes on, and that it goes on every year, you know? There are some agencies that do a little bit more than others, I worked for some that that 
you know, have done a little bit more than, than others have, but, you know, um, it's never the, the, it's not the gift. Like, I think most people can really care less about the gift. I think they would rather get some sort of a recognition for that. Like when nurses have nursing week and you have, you know, the, the things like that. Wait, a nursing week oh, sort of coincides with EMS week, right? You know, I mean, at the, at the, week before, uh, the outside of the oh, ER bay, there's, you know, congratulations, EMS week, blah, blah, blah. And then on the flip side of the sliding glass doors for the emergency room is nurses week. Yeah. So. Yeah. Or so emergency. My, my quick take on it, you know, normally every year I, I usually do a big give, giveaway, you know, on stuff and everything. And um, I didn't get around to doing it this year. I had a lot of stuff going on, so I couldn't get a lot of the cards and things like that that I usually get printed out and mail out to people um, done. But uh, I do a lot of free shit all year round. So what am I, you know, what am I, Santa Claus? You know, <laughs> you know I mean, there's I free mean, stuff on the website. If you were giving out some free Santa Claus. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Those round things, they're Santa Claus. Yeah. And every time yeah. I look at them, I get all I hear is here comes Santa Claus. Here. No, not her. <laughs> sorry, no, but God, that's what no. happens in my head. Yeah. Well, but we all and know there ain't I, no. We all know there ain't no Santa Claus. So, so with that said, do you guys have any thoughts on it before we? I, I don't want to spend too much time on it because the week is over, and it's time to move on to be Plano. Yeah. Well, my thought is like EMS. there was a there was an EMS week. Question mark. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it's it's nothing's changed and it all remains the same or, or you know. You mean the yeah. more things change, the more they remain the same? A little bit. Yeah, that one. It's, it's, or, it's, or is it that the only constant is change? Well, that I always looked at as a good thing because we were always in a situation looking for that change. So it was, it's sort of like the weather in Colorado, right? You know, you don't like it Weather. wait a minute, it'll change. I think, I think we should do away with EMS week. It gives people an excuse to believe they've done something for us and they haven't. EM, it shouldn't be EMS week. That's a good point. The, the the respect and uh, and the the other things that we need are not a week's worth of stuff. No, they're, they're not, all year. They're not trinkets. Mm -hmm. They they are much more profound than that. We, you know, I don't know. Did they have a, a national attorneys week where they give them trinkets? Do they have? Uh, you know, I think it's a mistake. I think it's a mistake. These weeks, I I don't, I don't ever see that any of this stuff. Ever not 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 any of the months that we celebrate causes. I don't see them doing anything. What I want to see, what I would like to see, is that the field get the respect and that we earn the respect year round. And yet, you know, I'm such a. Uh, uh, I, I, I sound like such an old fart, Dave. Um, you're spot on. I am. You're spot on. And I think that that's exactly, I mean, that's a good title for the show, Jim. You know, let's do away with EMS. Oh, well, we should. We should. Because it's, it's it bullshit. It's an excuse. I did something for them. Right. Exactly. I, did. I spent and another $20 per EMT. 
And what have we seen? What have we seen? I'm shocked to get back to work. What have we seen over the last uh, couple of years? You know, uh, all the experience is left. You have new people filling in, and the people who are sort of uh, being promoted are the ones that just are available to work the most hours. But it, it, I do want to say something. I, I do see an ongoing change. I do see some more continuous support from some places, some employers, some hospitals. Um, <clears throat> I, ju I just think that the weak thing just doesn't, I, you know, and you could, you could put in national ethnicity month, fill in whatever ethnicity you want, but we don't need to identify them. Uh, when has that ever done anything for anybody? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, the, the education on any ethnicity, the education on any career shouldn't be a week. A week long. Yeah. No, right. it, I, I totally agree with you, Dave. That's a good point that you made with that, you know. Um, and, I, and, I, and I venture to say, I think most people probably listening and that, you know, there are any EMS feel the same way. That a week isn't doing anything. Let's just not do it. And let's focus on the acknowledgement that goes on year round, the the push to improve goes on year round. And like you said, Dave, it's not just something, oh, I'm an EMS, you know, give, give me recognition. You've got to earn it, right? You've got to earn that respect. You How about just get out of my way when the lights and sirens are on behind yeah. you? How you about you pull over to the, the right? How about you just don't slam on your brakes? Yeah. Yeah. So what I want to talk about something um that I think, Dave, you, I'm hoping you're going to have a, a uh, uh, an opinion on this. Uh, is this? I, I'm sure you've heard of it. Is the the National Registry uh, is doing away with? Going to be phasing out the skills. Yes, they are. What? Yes. Yeah, the, the skills, skills exam is going to be now. <laughs> They're going to be putting it on the um, CIC. The CIC is the 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 you know, the, the schools or whatever are going to be the ones that are going to be developing how they, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, great great kids and students and whatever on whether they know what the what the hell they're doing. You know, the but it's still going to be a component of certification. Well. So you can actually get your NREMT card without doing any skills. No, without doing a skill exam. Right. The the they were trying to make it so it's not this skill sheet rigid thing where you're memorizing all these, you know, A B C D E DCAP BTLS, all that type of stuff, and you know. And that's what your main focus is on when you're trying to learn the skills rather than trying to uh, be more of a you know, clinical sort of, uh, uh, you know, um, provider, you know, thinking about what you're doing, applying what you know, and things like that. So, so right I mean, now, don't, don't let me right misunderstand now, this. I don't think there is an EMT. There's no uh, EMT 
skill component right now at National Registry. There's no skill sheets there. They anymore. did away yeah. with their skills, skill yeah. sheets. But yeah. you have, so they have done away with the skills. They have. They haven't yeah. done they have. them, I think, since 2016. There's no intent to, and they don't, yeah. they don't. The paramedic one, so they, they still have the paramedic uh, one there, but. It's on its it, way out. Yeah. They, by 2023 is when they're going to have it uh, gone forever. So how about so a little. Uh, no, I, Dave, because I, I do want to hear from you, but I want okay. to clarify. So there's no structured, um, there's no structured requirement on proving um, uh, abilities with any of these skills. So that segues right into what I was going to give you as the historical perspective, as as an educator in EMS. Right. Right. And and I've only been doing that since 1981. Right, so you're um, you're, you're so, fairly new well, to it, but we'll yes. still we still value your opinion here. So so all along, all along, the skill exam, as we would thought. Listen, I can't talk for all other areas of the country. I'm going to focus on New York State, but New York State didn't invent this stuff. Um, all along, we were told as CICs because there were CICs famous for doing the opposite of what I was what I was told to do and what I did do. We were told that if a student goes through your course and they stink at a skill and you can't make them any better at it and you've done your best, don't recommend them to go to the state skills exam. They have failed their skills. They don't move on. The skills exam, they said, is not to be the gatekeeper of skills that they got it right once. Number one. Number two... When you move them forward, it's an at when you say, Hey, yes, they should take the skill exam as the CIC, you are attesting that you know they know it, and we right. just want to demonstrate this, you know, as a as a as something that we can touch. It's tactile. We saw them do it from an outside source. Yet I know because I've been on both ends, both as the instructor and I've been on the evaluation team, that there are many instructors who simply, whether they get it right, they've done it three times, they've done it eight times, they've done it 10 times, the standard from one person to the, uh, to the other is low. They send them on to take the state exam and that does their dirty work. You know, there are plenty of CICs who don't want to go over and say, Josh, Josh, you do rotten assessment. You are not going to take the exam. And the students always say, just let me take the exam. What harm will it do? And the answer is, I as I as a patient don't want Josh, the one-time lucky guy who, who got the assessment right on the state exam, never before and never after. Yeah, do you use me instead of Jim? Well, Luckily, right. I've never heard those words, but you know, well, never well, had no, that I'm conversation. Just, I, I'm just saying, you know, it's, it's where you are on my screen. <laughs> on the right side of my screen, and that's that's what comes up. That's so, okay. So we were always told that they're supposed to know it before we get there. I think what the National Registry is is saying is they they are. By the way, do I think that there's any financial implication in this? Uh, there might there might be there might be a, a financial motivation to move away from this. I know. <laughs> For, for who? For the National Registry? It's, it's, it's very expensive to run a, uh, a skill exam. Skills day. 
Uh, yeah. It's right, so they're not going to pay for that anymore. They're going to put that burden of, of assessing and stuff on the schools instead of. Well, the, the, I don't think the National Registry was ever paying for it. We always had to pay the National Registry instructor to come down. Um, there, there was always some financial exchange. Plus, every evaluator, every skills evaluator was always getting paid. Um, yeah. Uh, the reimbursement from the state was relatively limited on that. But I don't think it's a terrible idea that that if the CICs, if the if the educational agencies can say we are testing people out, we know they know this, and that's why we're moving them forward. We've document and we and we document that they know it. Do you think so? I'm gonna I'm gonna just go to the next logical point. If it wasn't for the idea that financially disempowers the entire organization. Imagine what would happen if simply the educational agency said, yep, they know it, no national written exam necessary. Because we've mm -hmm. been doing that all along. And again, that is also something the CIC has been told. Listen, if their average is a 62, you don't give them the opportunity to maybe get that, that Jim, you got lucky on this. Although, you know, yeah. Jim, you got lucky on this. Uh, we, we know that the written exams have their limitation as a, you know, uh, could you imagine uh, an EMT test is a hundred questions in New York state uh, that a hundred questions covers what I learned in 200 hours. Um, and so many of the questions are repetitive. You know, some people can make a fortune getting people ready to take these tests. I'm, I'm just saying. I know. I yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I wish, yeah. I, knew, I wish you knew the, the, the magic key. Well, imagine. Well, here's, this. The thing, here's the other thing I was, yeah. I was, I'm thinking too, though. Like you know, like you said, there, there, there's a, the thing of the instructor not letting the student that has not been passing this the class exams and quizzes and stuff, and saying, you know what, you went through the the training, you've been here the whole time, you've been making it by the skin of your teeth. Go ahead, and then what do they do? That student will cram. They'll study their brains off to get what they have to do an app, a website, just sit there, reread the book from front to back, whatever it is, to go and pass either the state the state exam, if there is one, or a, the National Registry, if the state accepts the National Registry as, as their final exam. And But then at the same time, I mean, I, I know people that are in college that will skate by the entire course and know that well if I if if I, I'm doing crappy the whole semester, but if I bang out that final, it'll give it'll get me up to a C plus, and I'll get my credits. You know, um, and it, it's it's a little you know that I think is the mindset of a lot of the the educational process that goes on, not just well, for EMS. That's where in a, in a lot of different things. And that shows that shows a basic uh, problem slash break with the entire educational process for EMS. I mean, I remember when I was an EMT and I wanted to become a paramedic. Everybody said, "Oh, you need a year or two. You need at least a year yeah. on the bus. You need, you know, whatever their component of you time. You one one refresher before you go, right?" And, uh, you know, then somebody said to me, you know, it, if you're if you feel you're ready for the paramedic course, just take the paramedic course. There's no requirement. So what I did was I sort of did that initial safety, you know, as an EMT. I figured if I failed the paramedic 
uh, test, I'd still probably pass the EMT test. So I'd keep my card, still be able to work the bus and, and go on that way. When I went into my paramedic class, um, the, the one of the most annoying things was the people who were doing the best in the class. And of course, they set up a competitive environment. So you were competing against these people for recognition of who was doing best in class. The people who did the very best in class weren't working at all. They, they were literally staying at home with their parents. I mean, it was like, you know, here I am working, you know, 40 to 60 hours on the bus and then another 20 hours in uh, a medic school. And these people are sitting there on the yeah. beach, literally on a beach, studying, you know, the protocols yeah. or studying anatomy or studying whatever component there was. And it was infuriating. Oh, yeah. I was. I did the same thing. I had a full-time job. I worked a per diem job. And I was going to school. And right. I, you know, it, it was super overwhelming. And that's. And, that's and who something. were the people in your class that were the best at skills? It was the guys who were working. I mean, I remember, you know, when as soon as the medics heard I was in medic school, hey, Josh, come here. Hey, Josh. And, you know, I, I know that, you know, you're, you're probably, you just started, but drop this line, give this medication, do this, you know. So we got the real active skills as we were going through the program, not waiting for that component of, you know, okay, let's try, you know, starting an IV on a plastic yeah, arm. I mean, I had, yeah, I had a lot of similar things too. Put, because put because the needle where all the, the holes are. <laughs> yes, What's right. That? You put the needle where all the holes are, like like the needle right, decompression yeah. mannequin. Where would you go? Oh, there's 50 holes right over here. I think I'll go over there. Right, right. Hey, you know, I did want I did want to mention something. I see that um, Mike, Mike, we we try and keep you in here. Uh, too many people just thank you, Mike, this. for coming back. They want the money and don't want to uh, and don't care about the product they are producing. I I, I want to go back. Um, uh, geez, I don't know how many years ago it was. Maybe eight or nine years ago. Maybe I don't know. It doesn't matter. I was were in, were horses pulling buggies at that time? Just you know, we curious. had a Stegosaurus. Ah, but okay, yes. nice. Jurassic EMS. Yeah. I, I was. You know, I people was, got out of the way for those, and they did. I was the paramedic program coordinator for LaGuardia Community College, and uh, I received a phone call from a student because we we do recruitment too, you know, to get students into classes. And I received a phone call from a student. He says, "I have some questions about your program." He says, "How much does it cost?" We told him. I told him that. <clears throat> And I mentioned to him, and, you know, we also have scholarships, full scholarships for a lot of people, not for everybody, which is why a lot of people called us. Um, and he says to me, well, I'm trying to weigh this down, you know, figure it out. I, I, you know, I'm working, obviously, he said, obviously, I'm working. And uh, this other one of your competitors, and he mentioned the name of the competitor. He says, I'm thinking of going there. And I said, so what are you thinking of going there for? And he said to me, he says, they don't fail anybody. Hmm. So, God, that makes me and shiver. Said, and I said, and what do you hear about LaGuardia? He says, LaGuardia? He says, you can be failed for non-attendance. You can be failed for poor average. You can be failed for lack of skills. I said, that's all 100% true. Now, having said all of that, I, 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 I will tell you that you, got, you guys didn't attend LaGuardia. I didn't attend it as a student. But I have never seen an institution go more out of their way 
They have ongoing skill sessions for anybody who wants it for free, like every week. It's ridiculous. You need remediation. They have it. They hire tutors for you. It's crazy. It's, it's, it's what now all of that said, yeah, if you don't make it, we, we cut you. Yeah. But how did you feel about the well, they're given the opportunity, Dave, they're given the, the resources right. so that you don't fail. If you apply yourself and you do the work, you know, you, you won't fail. If you struggle in certain they areas, try really you know, hard not to have happening. You know, it, it, I mean, in my paramedic class, I struggled when we first started doing EKGs, uh, P wave. I don't know what the hell was going on. And I end up having to, you know, do studying on uh, getting other books and stuff like that to help pull me through until it all clicked together for me. You know, my program didn't offer that kind of side, you know, after school tutoring type stuff. So when they do that, you know, it, it it's not about um, passing everybody. It's about giving everybody the, the, the complete opportunity to pass. Yep. You know, and, no excuses. And and so often, quite frankly, if a student didn't pass, they let them take the next course. That's what Mike is saying right now. If you miss, you know, he, he said they would just recycle you to the next class. But, you know, I mean, the military does that, too. I mean, when I was in the military, guys that didn't make weren't making it in boot camp, you know, you didn't necessarily get kicked out of out of the military. They just recycled you to the another class. You know, boot you back to the beginning of a into another, uh, you know, another couple. Yeah, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, life happens. People get you know sidetracked. Situation, judge. Right, but uh, what I wanted to bring is was another point, Dave. Is that you know, and something that I noticed as well is that when you had those classes, when you had those opportunities to sort of uh, you know retrain or even uh, review those skills you probably saw a lot of the same people there at those skills, like on a consistent basis coming in, working it. And they weren't the worst people in the class. They weren't even failing. They just wanted that. They came in with the attitude is I want to be the best I possibly can. And, and I want to get this down to rote and do it again and do it again and do it again. You know, I had a requirement when I did this, we had a requirement of, of so many rotations in the ER, right? I doubled that number, doubled it. I loved those opportunities. And every time there was a free, uh, free slot in the schedule, I signed up for it because there was just, there's nothing like it when you want to deliver good patient care is, you know, practice, practice, practice. I did the same type of stuff on the truck with the clinicals on the, on the ambulance where, I would sit there for my eight-hour rotation, and I'd be like, you know what, guys? Can I stay the next shift because right. I really want to get some more exposure to the paramedic end of, of you know of what's going on here, you know? And luckily for me, I knew a lot of the people that I was doing the rotations with, and they didn't have a problem with with you know with me staying, you know. Um, so you know, it just it. I love the fact that you said that, Dave that you, the classes that do that. And I think there are a lot of um, courses now that are doing that, that are offering, you know, the, the training and the, the remedial stuff after class, you know, or like you said, on weekends when there isn't class and instructors that are willing to either come in their own time or be paid we pay to, them. to, you know, to tutor. We people. don't stop them from giving their own time, but we pay them too. 
Yeah, I you know it, because it, it it that's the one thing where like Mike was saying that some some places yeah they might just be looking at it as, as a as a numbers game money type game, um, but I think a lot of places now are are really taking a more vested interest in what they are putting out there on the street, you know, um, especially I think at the paramedic level, you know, um, I mean listen I, I I've the past, I don't know, the last two weeks, I've had a bunch of people that are in paramedic classes uh, approach me and I and have done video calls like that, like this with them, trying to help them figure out the best way to study, the best way to go about what they're doing and, and what they need to help them get through it and National Registry versus New York City versus New York State and, you know, so it's not like these people are taking these classes and just blindly going and going, I'm going to pass no matter what, because I, I paid my $10,000 or whatever it is, and I'm going to pass. And that's at the end. They're actively, the students are actively looking for the help they need to get them through before they start falling behind and end up getting, getting booted, you know? So I, you know, I think this thing with the national registry, getting rid of the skill sheets is a good thing. I know that a lot of you know um, educational agencies are going to have to now come up with their methods of you know uh, how they're going to assess skills. You know, some of them might just keep using skill sheets. You know, as a way that they're going to you know do it. That's my fear. My fear they're going to just say, okay, we're going to take the old sheets, we're going to tweak them a little bit to the way we like it. We're going to keep all the main stuff in there, and it's going to satisfy whatever the uh, National Registry wants, you know, to meet whatever the, the guidelines that they want them to meet, you know, as opposed to doing things like, you know, that whole, you know, picture approach to things and, and, you know, clinical development of someone's clinical knowledge and the application of that to, to a, a scenario. So let me, let me flip that over, Jim, and just say, you know, okay, so we're taking, we're taking it away from, uh, the requirement on sort of the the student to pass this set of requirements or or set of this skill sheet, right? But now we have we're putting the pressure on the organization to have uh, some thoroughness and some standards for what they put out, and. It's not always on the organization. As we know, listen, there's everybody on the bus will complain about, you know, somebody who they feel is just not up to par and not delivering the standard that they want to see out of the organization. The exact same thing and probably with greater impact are the educators. We all know crappy educators and we all know great ones. And it's like, now we have to rely on the lowest common denominator. So an organization might have a guy that nobody wants to get rid of. They all love. He's very personable, but he is the shittiest organ, uh, uh, educator around. He's one of those guys who, who, who the moment he says, okay, let's discuss this topic, everybody goes to sleep or wanders off or, or even, you know, or worse. And uh, or even, you know, teaches things that are either out of date or just plain wrong. Or not applicable so, to, yeah, above, the, above your pay grade type thing. 
Right. Uh, so, a, you know, where is, who's, who's watching, you know, the standard keepers in that case? Yeah. Well, I think the National okay. Registry has to, yeah, I, th I think the National Registry has, to, is going to be putting out the, the guidelines for the agency to say the, these are the standards that have to be met, and you know, skills wise, just like they do with the, um, uh, uh, the 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 training institutions. Remember back in the day when now anybody could could uh, uh, you know test national registry, but then they turned it around and said, well, you have to meet our guidelines to be an agency that is allowed to teach national registry. You know, so we um, have that now. Right. And, and, you know, they're going to do the same thing, I'm sure, with, with the skills. You know, there's going to be guidelines set up that they're going to have to meet, that the, the teaching agencies are going to have to meet in order to go ahead and, you know, for the student to be able to take the National Registry, you know, written exam. You know, um, but I, I think it's a good thing. I think it's something that's, you know, that it's not going to be an overnight you know, change like everything else in, in EMS, right? It takes forever to get something done. And then sometimes you end up going backwards. You know, like Mike is a lot that came down the tube. You know. We're burning back Bertillium. Bertillium. Thank you. Yeah, if only we could. <laughs> you know, so it's just I think it's like I said, I think it's a good thing. I think it's a move in the in 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 the right direction. My fear is, like I said, I just feel like the some educational places are going to just stick with skill sheets, you know, modify them, change the header to says National Registry, put their logo up there, and uh, this is what we're going to do as a test, you know. There's there's nothing wrong with having, you know, specific guidelines. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing. I mean, wrong the, the, the students are going to have to have some kind of. You can't just go. It, oh, it we're going to be more fuzzy. Yeah. Students, students appreciate structure. Yes. Um, yes. And, and listen, everybody, everybody coming out of EMS needs to know how to ventilate. We need to be able to measure that uh, and, and to not look arbitrary. We need, we as educators, we as a profession need to have standards and guidelines. Yeah. You, know? you know, and that's the fear too, right, Dave, that, that, that if the National Registry is not having their skill sheets that are being followed, that you, you might have agencies that go, like the one you talked about when the person said nobody fails, right? Right. They, well, you know, we'll, you know we're, we're going to say you did okay on it just to, so you pass and our stats look good and, you know, you're, you're not recycled to another the next class where you're taking, taking up a spot for somebody else that could have paid in full type thing. So there is a little, I guess, concern with that too you know, uh, of people just kind of getting pushed through the, the skills with, with, uh, you know, with, with their class because the, you know, the instructors say that they did, they did well. Jim, look at the number one problem across the country. I'm sorry, Dave. If um, let me just get this thought. Go ahead. Out. You always look go at this before number me. One, the number one problem across the country is staffing right now is the attrition rate in EMS has gone through the roof. And they're looking for bodies. Now you put the same, now you put the qualifier in the organization that's looking to put people in seats. And what did we used to say about EMS? If you could fog a mirror, you know, have a seat. 
you know? And, and so there's, there's that, you know, I, I still have to go back to who's watching, you know, who's, who's grading the graders, who's watching, watching who? Well, yeah. So I, I just want to, I want to point out that I have watched over the years an, an evolution of organizations that I think we need to look at them separately and together and see if there's anything happening between them. Okay. Just to look, you've got the national association of EMS educators. You've got the national registry of EMTs and and paramedics. You've got FISDAP. You've got COAMPS, which is the accreditation committee. And there's one more. um, And it's, I, I knew I should, I was looking for a pencil. I couldn't find it. I wanted to write them all down. But these organizations, you know, National Registry says we're going to get rid of uh, this, the skill exam. Co-amps who accredits your organization to even teach a paramedic class for national recognition says, oh, but we want to know what you're doing to measure. Yeah. I, and so the interesting integration of, well, I named four of them. If there's a fifth, I'm sorry, it's evading my head. Um, we need we need standards. I, I I would also like to see. By the way, I would like to see some competition amongst all of these organizations because it's interesting how they hold the monopoly on what we do. But um, I, I know there there is there is an organization out there. The American there's an American as opposed to national paramedic organization trying to grab a foothold in there. You know there was right. the. Uh, a, the um, American Baseball League and American League and the National League. And, you know, uh, this is this is happening once everybody saw the money. If you're the only if you're the only show you in town and everybody one. has to attend it. We call that a monopoly. That was my bell back in the day. You know, when I would crank up the phone, Ethel, Ethel, you got to put me, you know, that was, you know, bell telephone. Uh, that's what we had to have. Um, but uh, I seem to see that happening here, but it, it's good that there are multiple agencies. I don't think the standards are going to go away. It's yeah. uh, it's just an interesting in- integration where it's, they say we're pulling stuff out, but Coamps isn't going to let them pull. Hopefully, Coamps isn't going to let them pull it out. The standards there, are going to have to be there to teach it. There yeah. is that there is, there is that migration that we've been making EMS has been making uh, over over the many years of more evidence based medicine and and uh, using the tools to determine the type of uh, services that we are providing um, and I'm not even getting into the GPS nonsense I'm talking about like uh, capnography. You know, uh, love greater, capnography. Greater, greater use of uh, uh, ECGs, uh, EKGs, and and you know all of the other uh, components that we're now bringing into the medical tricorder. We're now bringing into the the ambulance to determine: Are we delivering patient? Are we delivering good patient care? You know, down to the uh, um, the counters for CPR. 
I mean, now those are required to use. You know, they used to be the the thing that was left in the bag on the uh, on the monitor, and now you know there you if you have an arrest, you put it on the chest, and that's what yeah. you're do, uh, uh, providing compressions through. With you know, you get a tube capnography. Even now, if you don't get a tube, if it's a nasal cannula, there's capnography. I worked at a place for the patient had to be a certain temperature before you could pronounce, and you had to do a, a rectal temp on the patient before you could pronounce it. it. was one of the things you had to have before you could pronounce on top they, of the... That was just the... Ex- top of all that stuff, too. You know all those rectal temps you got, <laughs> Jim? That was I the... I did myself. You know, I don't right. know why was, the temperature was always perfect. I don't know what was right. going on. Look. I don't want to pronounce. I, I do it myself. Well, when they held the mirror up, perfect. When they held the mirror up to your face, I know you held your breath a lot. So you know, I don't have to go. go. My blood pressure, I hold my breath. They hate me. (laughs) All right, guys, let's end it there. We've been going on for a good forty minutes. I'm sure Mike is tired of us rambling as well. Nah, he loves it. I appreciate it. Mike. I appreciate you making some comments and uh, keeping the conversation going a little bit and pointing some things out. It was good to have another point of view uh, during the show as well. Um, so, guys, thanks for joining me. Um, anything you want to end with, Dave, Josh? I'm I'm good. I'm glad that we came back, even if this is you know a non-continuation. No pressure to do another show. Right, that's why I like it. You know, I no pressure on my old age. There's no, the final tour, never... like the well, Eagles. You know, I think it's worthwhile saying to anybody who's watching this is that Jim has been the powerhouse behind this podcast for now over 15 years. And there's a tremendous amount of work that he's put in on a consistent basis. And if it's just the administrative fact of this, of getting the, of trying out the different browsers, trying out the different systems to present the show on and to do the editing work and the other work that's required to put on the behind the scenes work that's required. And that's all been Jim's show. So, you know, I, I have been privileged to Even carry on. the money, of course, as well. Yeah, and the money, right. And, and I've been privileged to, you know, um, to be a guest in, in this, on this show and this format, and it's because of Jim. And so if you're finding that life is, you know, pr- you know giving you enough distractions – I say distractions because the show is the only important thing, right? Right. But that you don't that that we can't do this as consistently as we used to do it. Let's remember that we're still the longest running show out there that gives voice to the issues that face EMS on a daily basis in the field. Right. Anybody can do a podcast and ramble on about, you know a certain medication or a certain research that they want to talk about and bore the living crap out of everybody. So we try to be as light, boring. We're, we're like EMS podcast, boring light. <laughs> so it's boring. You can kind of go to sleep to it, but at least you go to sleep, you have a nice dream. <laughs> Yeah. We'll give you something and to I, discuss outside the ER bay while you're holding your 81. 
and then uh, I agree that uh, with Josh about all the work that uh, I says diet boring, yeah, diet boring. (laughs) Yeah, I think about funny, Josh. You say like I remember. I think about when I the very first podcast I ever did. It was with uh, just me and actually Doctor Bloodzone. Yeah, bless it. And you know, talk Let's about talk. the future of EMS. That was the the topic. And what's changed from 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 a decade, over a decade ago to now? You could still have that. You could run that podcast again. I should go back, get it, clean up a little bit, and put it back out there and say what's changed since then. Not a thing. Probably. Absolutely, probably not much. Certainly not yeah. EMS week. That's for sure. EMS week has been the same. Uh, don't even get us me started. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll end it there. As always, uh, everyone, thanks for joining us. Be sure to hit that like button. Um, and I am Jim Hoffman. Josh Knapp. Dave Brenner. Stay safe, everybody. Bye.